All right, we are live. Let's go. We it got, feels like it's been forever, dude. It does. It does. It's only been what, like two, two, three weeks? Two, or it's been I, longer. Three weeks to start to get out there. Two weeks, yeah. I feel like I want to say two, just because I want to. I want to feel like I'm being more productive <laughs> with the podcast, and the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But well, realistically, it might be. It might even be more than two weeks. Maybe even three. Jesus. Exactly. So that's a little well, while. It has been, man. We, we've we've put some content out there, but just not, you know recorded uh, life, life, life man it is yeah. it is on this episode uh grizz nation we are gonna do a little spring recap of what went down this spring and what our thoughts are you can take them or leave them you know we're just two couch potatoes like we always say like angel you always say buddy we uh, help, you, help. Can agree, you can agree with us you can disagree with us and we'd love he to hear from you if you do but also man we have not done a grizz update in forever yeah and there, there's list. a i know man there's a lot of things that have happened yeah so let's get into it man foremost you know we got to give a shout out to grizz lacrosse man they they have been putting the pedal to the metal man and they actually played today in the i don't know if you call it the final four of the lacrosse i mean i would i mean you i would four teams in the in, in in your in not even the conference in your division right because yeah exactly we're d2 when it comes to lacrosse right uh, yes division yeah. two um so we played rhode island in the yeah. semifinal game today to get to the championship game we lost 15 to 7 mm -hmm. um but man that's that that's an accomplishment in, in itself yeah um, i don't know why that's talked more man lacrosse is just a, is, is such a sleeper sport you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. It doesn't get talked about enough i don't know if it's because they're d2 or i don't know if it's because of it just you know doesn't have that representation or it's across i don't think i think ultimately just not a lot of people know about it you know what i mean yeah but well, I, mean, I think it and they've been they've they've been good you know yeah. for the past i think in the past i mean even when, i remember when i was going to school i would still hear about them like in passing and the people were like no they're they're serious they're really good well yeah. they made the tournament in 2017 they made the tournament in 2019 i believe and then this year so pretty good pretty good standing um to to be in yeah they, they give a shout out to them you know, support them as much as you you can. I know that 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 sport is really growing in my area of Wyoming. Mm -hmm. Um, just where I live, it, it is booming. There's rec leagues. There's tiny, you know, tiny grade school leagues that are happening, and so it's it's really really getting up there. So it's cool to see. Yeah, no, super cool to see. And you know what's kind of funny? I think just across the spectrum, I think a lot of sports that traditionally haven't really been extremely popular are really kind of starting to grow. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like even yeah. as far as, you know, ones that were recreational that like uh like cornhole, you know what I mean? Yeah. That yeah. is a sport now like on ESPN it has its own segment like they're oh, yeah. serious with that stuff, you know what I mean? Dude, I love cornhole. Cornhole is is awesome. Dude, and also so. what's that frisbee golf? What is it called again? Golf. Golf. There you go. That whatever you Dude, call it. When yeah. I was in when I was in college, I was I was good at golf. Like when you get married and have kids, it just goes by. <laughs> oh, dang. My fall dreams are gonna come to an end here, Adam. Don't tell me. <laughs> you're, that. You're, you're pro fall dreams. Yeah. I wanted to be a professional faller. <laughs> Why would you do that to me, man? <laughs> oh man. Uh but yeah, you know, some other things, man. Uh Grizz softball. Uh, they finished up their season yeah. as of today as well, losing to uh, Northern Colorado in the Big Sky uh, Tournament 6-2. to two. You know, it, it's weird because, you know, Angel, like you go into like Grizz Softball where they, these tournaments where they don't have everybody in the conference tournament. Mm -hmm. And I know that some leagues do and some leagues don't, but Grizz Softball, you know, they only take, I think, like 
top seven, top six teams in the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, getting the conference tournament, I think that you have to take solace in that. Yeah. That you made it there. So, no, that's accomplishment in itself. And I think it's, it, it's over the past, like, I think week or so, I've seen a lot of, a lot of softball players get recognition, <laughs> you know, just for their efforts, man. I think it was, it was, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but it was like senior game, senior night. You know, yeah. and so just yeah. seeing all the love and support from the community, I think it, it was such a beautiful thing to see. You know, and like you said, man, I mean, they should be proud that they've made the tournament. They yeah. should be proud on how how those seniors kind of left out the career because at the end of the day, they give it to all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether or not they feel good about it, bad about it, or indifferent about it, you know, it is a beautiful thing and, and such a place of pride to be able to say you graduate from the university, you gave it your all at your sport, and you were pretty you know, you're in the top 1% of just athletes to be able to do something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. Awesome to them. Congrats to them, man. And just wish those seniors well, really. You know, some of them are personal friends of mine. So it's just yep. something I look forward to, you know, for your next endeavor. And really, is, it's a scary thing, you know, but it's so worth it. And it's going to be such a beautiful journey. Well, and we got to give a shout out to... Um, hopefully I'm saying her name right. Megan McGrath uh, from softball. She was the big sky player of the year for mm-hmm. Montana. That's the first time that's ever happened yeah. um, for University of Montana. And, you know, I was, I was trying to look up her season totals um, because I know that she hit another home run the other night, but uh, home runs. No, that's hit. Sorry. I was like, dang, um, 18 home runs. So, Jesus. um, yeah, you know, 18 home runs. I'm going to be honest. I don't even know if I could hit one. I, I don't, I, man, though, when you look at softball, like, like baseball, you're throwing a lot downhill. It, it's, it might come, come from a high angle and come down. There's those softball pitches that start low and go up. That mm-hmm. freaks me the hell out because mm-hmm. like that can start low and get right in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, that scares the crap out of me. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I would not. And it's a bigger ball, I believe. It is. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. It, shout out to them and Megan for doing something, you know, in the history books for oh, yeah. Montana. I mean, what an honor too, you know, especially, you know, I think, man, I don't even know when they started the program. I think they started the program 2014. So wow. In the grand scheme, they're a fresh program of it. And they, I think they've already won a a big sky championship. I think they've had two appearances in the NCAA tournament. Um, They're doing the right things, you know, and they're producing players and obviously, you know, big sky player of the year, you know, won an accomplishment. So I think just that program in general has always been pretty solid. I think it's just about continuing, you know, to have those, you know, consistent years, you know, for years to come. And so I'm excited about them, man. Like I said, uh, it's been beautiful to be able to watch from start to finish. Well, and then they've got some donors that have really helped them out with their facilities as well. Oh, yeah, so. the facilities are so dope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah amazing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, going down the list, man, Grizz Tennis, the men were ranked nationally pretty much uh, throughout the season, lost to the Cats, lost the Big Sky Tournament uh, regular season conference championship, but they lost to Idaho in the semifinal of the Big Sky Tournament as well. But, you know, that that's accomplishment in itself too because being ranked in the top 70 in tennis for the first time in I, I don't know when, but a long time is, is an accomplishment in itself. And, you know, the next thing is just to build off that. Mm-hmm. No, every day I would, when I was on campus, obviously you'd be traveling from class to class. And as soon as that afternoon hit, I swear it was like every day they were on that court. Every day that it was sunny, every day that it wasn't snow on the ground, they were doing some type of training on the court too. And so 
man, it's intense, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think, I, I think I've, um, I haven't played tennis yet, but I, and I know this is not a comparison, but I've done racquetball. And let me tell you, yeah, tough. Oh yeah, tough. yep, yeah, yeah. Racquetball is amazing. Oh, oh I love super racquetball. good for you. Oh, yeah, do you, do you play re- religiously? Uh, when I was in in college, I played every day. It really? Was, yeah, it was it was awesome. See, I never it, got it, introduced. It's like I didn't know about golf until I was, you know, really kind of, <laughs> we didn't have a golf program like that. Yeah, you know? I knew about tennis, but never really was interested. And now that I'm getting older, and kind of my aspirations have really kind of changed. I'm like, man, I wish I would have played tennis. You know, I wish yeah. I would have played golf. You know, I know if, yeah. if I ever have kids, the first thing, I'm putting them in golf 100%. <laughs> I'm getting them a teacher. You know, there you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. But shout out to them, yeah. man. I mean, incredible. Incredible. Yep. It, you know what? I mean, you, you talk about these things and it's kind of cool to see just the whole sports program really being able to thrive like that. You know, exactly. They're exactly. not where they want to be. I, I know. I know that. You know, I know there's always yeah. a different mark to push and a different, you know, kind of feat to accomplish. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, man, I mean, we've produced some really solid people, players, you know, and performances. And I think that's that's one of the coolest things to be able to just be able to witness from a fan perspective. Exactly. Uh, Grizz track and field, man. They are as of right now, May 11th through the 14th. They have the Big Sky Outdoor Championships, mm-hmm. um, which you know, we've got a, a lot of people that could push the um, the podium to 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 get on the podium. Um, they had an article about it. I was just going to briefly mention the, the people that were I know one was Zane Johnson, Paul Johnston. Um, and I think there are seven others that were were possibly that had aspirations that had been on the po- podium or close to the podium. Uh-huh. Um, and so well, where, where, yeah. where, where's that event being held? It, I think it's Ogden, I believe. Let okay. me let me look at it real quick um, just to just to make sure. But so is, is that Weber State? Yeah. Yeah. Weber okay. State, I believe. It is. Oh, sorry. No, it's Pocatello, Idaho. Oh, okay. So, man, they've got to be getting some weather, though, wouldn't you think? I don't know, man. The weather over here has been kind of hit or miss, so I, I have no yeah. idea. You know, one day it's rainy, one day it's sunny for 15 minutes, the next day it's beautiful, you know? So I think yeah. we're at that limbo, at that stage where it's like summer wants to come, but, you know, <laughs> God has other plans, I guess. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Yep. So here here are those names. Um, Paul Johns, uh, Johnstone. Uh, Jerry Maine, uh, Katie Buck, Cameron, oh, I'm gonna December, Elisa Gilbert, uh, Abby Harmon, Cooper Hewitt, Kip Krabosh, Emma Normand, Morgan Ratke, Jason Upton, and Jansen Ziola. Mm-hmm. Um, were the ones that they were mentioned that were three or more events that had chances of, of making it onto the podium. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah, shout out to them, shout out to track and field. Yeah, good luck to um, you guys, man. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I've just been so out of the loop lately, you know what I mean? I've been so busy at work that it's been hard to keep up with everything that's going on, man. It's crazy, it's crazy. Sorry, guys, I'm human too. I'm human too. <laughs> no, you're, you're 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 half robot, man. You're half, half robot, way, right? <laughs> uh, also, you know, our last one. And hopefully I didn't miss any, but women's golf, they placed eight of 11 teams back in April. Um, and so 
Uh, shout out to them. Probably not where they wanted to be, but at least they are not 11th. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, somewhere to start from and build off of. Yeah. Build off of motivation to be had. You know what I'm saying? You know, yep. just an opportunity. Uh, that's all it really is. I mean, yep. it's one of those things. I think uh, I think as an athlete, you kind of need those rainy days in order to appreciate the good ones. And yep. you know what? It's, it's really all about the perspective that you're, you know, kind of able to kind of come away with when it's all said and done. You know, so yep. I mean. I, I know they're probably kicking themselves in the foot simply because, you know, regardless of where they're at, if you're not number one, you know, like Ricky Bobby says, you're not, if you're not first, you're last. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I love you. You just quoted, was, you quoted it, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I did. I had to, man. I had to. But the reality of it is, man, like, I, I know it, it's just an experience, you know, and they're going to be better for it, you know, just as people, they're going to be better for it as athletes. And, you know, you just never know what could, what next year might bring. You know, that's the yeah. beauty of sports. You know, there's no there's no crystal ball that you can look into the future and know for a fact. You know, yep. it's 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 up in the air and you never know. So, so yep. still something to look forward to, man. Like I said, yep. congrats to all the sports uh, teams, the spring sports. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to you guys. And well, this episode, man, we are wanting to get into the spring game of the spring season. That was before we were going to get into that. I'd just give a shout out or rundown to the transfers, we, we were unable to get to the transfers because I think there were some that were still kind of on the verge when we did our recruiting. Um, but we're just going to kind of just tell you who's there and who's not that were transferred in. You know, Jaden Dawson was a cornerback from Idaho State that came over. Mm-hmm. Garrett Husted, a defensive end. He was a linebacker, but he transferred in from uh, Nebraska and he'll be playing defensive end for us. Uh, Lucas Johnson, a quarterback from San Diego State that had a great end of the season at San Diego State. Uh, Dylan uh, McGinney's uh, offensive lineman from Washington State, uh, the brother of Hunter. Uh, Sawyer, I'm going to say his last name wrong, Riccinelli, a wide receiver from Washington. And then Robert Whitehead, uh, cornerback from uh, Juco College, uh, Grossmont. And so those were the transfers that we've gotten so far. I'm expecting and and hopefully we'll get a couple more. Yeah. Uh, but that's yeah, there's we... another round of recruits too that we still haven't mentioned too. So, but we're gonna get yeah. to that in a later episode. So if we yeah. haven't mentioned your name, we haven't forgot about you, you know, recruiting is just so crazy these days that it's hard to really know what's what. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yep. so yeah, again, congratulations, opportunity of a lifetime for those guys. And so, you know, I wish them nothing but success to really kind of transition over. It's a scary thing to move over in the middle of a career to a whole different environment, to a whole different team, you know, to a whole different coaching staff and, you know, kind of really find your own. And so it, it's a challenge, but, you know, I think, I think Bobby does a really good job of recruiting guys that, that are up for those types of challenges. So yeah, congrats yeah. to you guys. Exactly. Exactly. Spring game was a unique one where they didn't play a lot of the starters or the yeah. guys that were there. Um, yeah. They wanted to kind of protect them, but also give the, reps to the younger guys knowing Mm -hmm. that we had i think and don't quote me on this but like i think it's like some astronomical number of like 70 or 75 um lower um freshman or sophomore uh Mm -hmm. so they wanted to get those guys some reps so for for me and and you and you uh let me know angel like it's hard to look at a spring game and say oh yeah we're we're definitely top four when you're not playing all your guys that are going to play and when you are playing guys that have not even this is probably their first time playing a competitive down in college football Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So before I kind of, you know, touch on that really quick, I guess. Yeah. Ju- I just want your opinion, man. And I guess yeah. this is out for, for everybody out there, all the listeners are out there too. What what do you think spring ball is? You know, what's the purpose behind what spring ball is? What do you, what do you think it's meant for? Uh, I, I think it's development. You know, honestly, uh-huh. it's the development of the players. You know, it, it's kind of hard because, you know, you, you want to develop your players, but you don't want them to get hurt. So I understand why they why they did what they did and it's a very smart you don't want your guys getting hurt in spring game mm-hmm. and then having to recover and not be ready for the season so uh don't get me wrong i, I totally think it's a smart move mm-hmm. um and, and i hope it pays off for them so yeah i i think it's development um mm-hmm. and i've always thought that what about you buddy mm-hmm. i guess there's different layers that I, that i kind of you know think about this one i think there's a huge misconception in the game of football I think a lot of people assume that as soon as the season's over, we wait until spring ball comes. We, you know, we do a couple of practices, knock, knock each other's heads off, and then we'll go back to, you know, just normal. No, the work starts, you know, a couple of days after the season ends. You know, for mm-hmm. some, you know, that are, that are highly motivated, they're back in the gym the next day, you know, yeah. so because that's how important it is. And so that big misconception of we, we've only do the season and we only do spring ball. That's out the picture because we work all year round, you know, mm-hmm. and it's probably more intense in spring than it is in the season. And that's because in the spring, there's there's nothing. We're not playing for anything. We're, we're playing to see where we're at, you know. Yeah. And so yeah. there's a couple of different things when I think of spring ball. One, I, I think it, it's a place to kind of analyze where we're at. I think it's a place to, uh, to really kind of develop some of those young guys, because I remember I was, you know, super shocked of, hey, spring ball is even worse than the season. And I thought the sprint and I thought the season was pretty tough for me that first year. You know what I mean? So that development is definitely true. I think it's also a little bit of a chess match, too, because at the end of the day, I mean, like you said, there were a lot of guys that probably didn't play. And, you know, it's 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 other coaches that are probably looking at Montana and saying, well, are they out? Are they in? Mm -hmm. Are they playing? Do we prepare for them for the season? You know, what does that game plan kind of look like for you? You know what I'm saying? So it kind of leaves it up in the air, which I think it's a it's a super, super kind of a chess play move by Bobby Houck simply because, one, it's shown that he cares about the players and he wants to keep them fresh. So in the yeah. players' minds, you're thinking, okay, well, you know what? He's doing me a solid. I get to rest my body because I'm about – my arms are about to fall off. Yeah. Number two, it's also a chess move because it's like, well, where are they, you know? See, but the, with, the, with the chess move thing – sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. The, I don't get that because, like, Bobby is very and – and, and I understand – Bobby is a very close, like, I'm going to hold my cards close to me. Yeah. But he's also said that, hey, we're, we don't run fancy gimmicks. You know yeah. what we're going to run. Yeah. We're going to run it. We're going to run it down you. And we think we're, our guys are better than your guys. So when, when he says that, and then he and then he kind of plays these, like, little gimmicks of, like, not showing his cards. Like, which one is it? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. is it both? Is it like it, I, I don't I don't know. Is it does he believe one and says the other? It like which one it like which one is it? Um, you know what? That's a great question. That's that's for his brain to really kind of know what it really comes <laughs> down to it. I really think it's a little bit of both. I think there's you know, there's a little bit of a I am not maybe not a little bit, maybe a lot of an obsession, which is why he does what he does when it comes yeah. to the game. And I think he's always looking for that edge. That edge, always yeah. looking for that, you know, that surprise, that punch in the mouth that you're not expecting, you know, yeah. to the point where, you know, I think some of these guys are one, he really wants them to get healthy, you know, full 100%. So oh, yeah. when that time does come that he needs to, you know, put them in that they're ready, you know, but he's yeah. not going to make that decision until it's game time 15 minutes before the players will know, but it'll be a secret to the world. 
you know? Yeah. There's yeah. things that you would think that I know since I was part of the program. But as soon as I left, it was like, hey, we love you. Come back, you know, yeah. come visit the, the players. But yeah. it's still kind of out of my realm of know-how, you know? Yeah. And that's not yeah. because he doesn't trust me. It's simply because, he, again, he wants to keep his cars to himself, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, I guess the, my biggest example is I remember that um, when he first got to university, there was uh, I forgot who it, who 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 it was, but somebody got in trouble for missing class and had to go hike them or something like that. Simply because mm-hmm. you know I don't think I don't even think they missed class. I think they're just late by a couple of minutes. And you know our, our kind of policies: if you're not, you have to be in your seat when the bell rings. If you're not, you're considered late, even if you're in the classroom. You know, so there's yeah. a lot of expectation. I think it was early on. I think I remember that those guys. I think it was a handful of guys. I don't know, maybe two or three. Um, started up, met up early buck record dawn you know had had jimmy out there with the flash night that was chasing them up the mountain they get to the top of the mountain and coach bobby's already up there you know <laughs> he's already up there like you know power posing at the top of the mountain you know <laughs> and it's like those types of things that you don't expect but you're like dang dang off i didn't i didn't i didn't expect coach to be up there you know <laughs> And when you get up there, he's like, all right, all right, boys, see you at the bottom. And, you know, and then he goes back down, you know? That's awesome. So That's it's, awesome. It's, it's such a cool <laughs> thing to be able to see. And, and he's really the only one that knows the method to the madness because it is a whole lot of madness. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So I do think it's, an, it's a chess game. I do think it's also it's good for you know good for the players. Yeah. At the end of the day, if we're playing against ourselves, you never know what could happen. It's a game of football, and I think he wants to be safe, especially how progressive the game is kind of getting these days. It's oh, yeah. no longer just go out there and hit each other. It's okay. What's no. the smartest way of doing it? And how do we yeah. keep them fresh? Because athletes today are fifty times different than athletes of you know twenty years ago, ten years ago, even. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. There's a oh, hybrid yeah. kind of feeling to it, and so because of that, I think. Think there, there's multiple layers when it comes to what spring ball really is yeah mm-hmm. well and it's 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 crazy just how how drastically it's changed over the years like yeah. i remember spring games where you know you, you knew who was going to be playing you knew you know this player and this player and this player and now and and this is kind of like fans out there man do you want it you know, like and and obviously these spring games they're not meant to be made for money but they are gross yeah, something no, they're not, not for the fans. fans. I mean, it's cool for the fans to be able to see and kind of maybe be able to interact a little bit more closely because they get yeah. in smaller settings and those types of things. But they're not meant for the fans. So not at all. my my question is, if they're not for the fans, and I, I totally understand that they, they are for the players, they're for development. I understand that. But there's another side of it where they do hype it up. They do try to make money off of it. And they do switch it from town to town where the and I, and I hate to throw this out there but the other the other town down the street they're doing it at their stadium and they're doing it for free and they're mm-hmm. letting people in for free mm-hmm. well and i don't think that has it. to necessarily do with the the program itself you know yeah. that may be the marketing that may be just you know i i, I really don't know that into things you know yeah. all i know is when it comes down to it I'd like to say that Coach Bobby Howe and, you know, obviously the assistant coaches and the surrounding coaches, they they know that people are going to there's, – there's always eyes on us. There's no secret about it. You oh, know? yeah. Oh, you yeah. could be in a remote place in the Sahara Desert and Grace fans will find us, you know. Yeah. And so yeah. because of that, it's like, okay, well, we're not worried about the We're always going to welcome people to come simply because yeah. he, he he's a nice guy. He wants people to come. He wants to show his support to the community and vice versa. He loves the community to show support. 
You know, yeah. it makes it so much more fulfilling. It makes it such a better atmosphere when you see that stadium filled up, you know, when it comes, oh, yeah. you know, late December. You know what yeah. I mean? You know? Yep. And so because of that, I think that's why he puts these things on because he wants people to come and have a little fun with him too, which is why, you know, we bring kids down on the field and we race them and we do things like that, you know, play catch. And because that's what it's really all about when it's all said yeah. and done, you know, but when it comes to why we're there, there's definitely a goal to accomplish. And it, it's not based around the fans. You know, it's yeah. really based around one. Okay. Cause you never really know. I mean, looking back on my career, I probably wouldn't have known that I had the potential to play on a starting lineup if I didn't have a good spring ball as an underclassman, you know? And in those moments I was sitting there complaining about it simply because I was like, I'm taking every single rep. I have mm -hmm. zero, zero plays off, mm -hmm. but ultimately let me do believe like, no, I can, you adjust to that. You adjust to the tempo, you adjust the conditioning, you adjust to actually being able to play. You know, so because of that, maybe that's what it does to the young kids. And that's what Bobby's kind of looking out for. It's a progress. It's a chess game. It's like he gives the guys, the older guys a rest because he already knows what they can do. And he gives the younger guys an opportunity to really say, hey, can we utilize you? Because I think this upcoming year, it's an opportunity for him to analyze and really say, OK, we're going to have to use a lot of people. And where can we structure it to use them the best and put their athleticism to you know make it make it the most you know what i mean yeah 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 totally there's this th th those are some of the things that kind of were bothering me just about it just because i i know it's for development but also you know there's just a different side of it changes so my changes that i would do and and i know that no one's listening to me do it on a saturday um where people can actually go to it because i know there's people that couldn't make it to hamilton because it was at five or six and they get off at five mm -hmm. um you know, it, it's just it would be a better atmosphere if they they were able to do it on a Saturday um, and, you know, do it for do it for free. Get mm -hmm. pack pack Washington Grizzly Stadium and do it for free. Get everybody out there. I, I just think that that would be, you know, with, with the way the world is going right now with inflation and everything that that it is, man, just charging for it. And saying we want you to get, come out here and not having, you know, if it's for development, then just close it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I, I I just I don't know. It just bothers me when it's for dev development. But, hey, we're going to charge people for it and we want you to come. It, it It's it, it's hit and miss somewhere. And, I, and I'm not saying it's Bobby. I, I just think that it needs to be structured and it needs to be planned a, a whole lot better than it is. Mm -hmm. because it it's rubbing people some people the wrong way oh you think um, so you think it's rubbing oh people the wrong way? i know i know people they're like i i i talked to 20 people i said why are they having it on a friday night when i get off at 5 30 and i can't even i would love to go pay money to go see it but i can't make it down to hamilton mm -hmm. um you know and you know people are hurting with inflation and charging to go see it when you you want people to come out and support, which Grizz Nation always supports. They always are there. It just, it rubs me the wrong way and it's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, and I'm not saying SWX doesn't cover it well because they do, but there has been some people that couldn't watch SWX. So if it is about marketing and it is about making a, a buck, put it on Grizz All Access and charge six bucks. So someone like myself in Wyoming or someone mm -hmm. in, you know, Florida or Texas who are a part of Grizz Nation can watch it. You know, I just think that the marketing part and just the communication part of that, just something was amiss. Um, mm -hmm. Not to throw any under uh, anyone under the bus. It's just one of those things that, 
I've been hearing people talk about yeah. and wanted to kind of throw it out there. Yeah. No, like so. you said, you're a fan. You know, we're yeah. both fans. You know, that that's what that's what our roles are here. You know, and at the end of the day, um, th there's certain parts that I, I can agree with and there's certain parts that I can disagree with, with what you say. You know, because at the end of the day, if, if, if I'm part of the program, I'd I, I love the fans. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, they, you, the fans don't pay me. I don't eat because a fan comes, which is unfortunate, you know, which is now obviously with the NIL rules, you know, that's a whole different ball game and a whole different, you know, mode of discussion. But when I was playing, they, they did it, you know, I, I, I was there simply because I got an opportunity to get a scholarship, you know? Yeah. So really my whole purpose was if, if I don't take care of my body and if I don't focus on developing first as a player, I, I don't get a paycheck. I don't get to play, you know? And then yeah. potentially, you know, some guys just don't make the cut because they don't have that ability. You know, yeah. that's just the way the, ro the world works when it comes to the game of sports. So as far as the athletic side as a player, 100 percent. I mean, I, 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 it's focused on the players and that's what it's always yeah. going to be. You know, do we want fans to go there? Yeah, 100 percent. So I can see on the fan side, too. Like you're saying, like, there might be a little bit of frustration, frustration there, maybe a little bit more organization. Not to say that it yeah. was bad, but it just there's always can be better, you know? Yeah. Maybe they can they take into consideration, okay, what, what does the fan want? What's most yeah. advantageous to the fan? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you yeah. said, the Grizz Access thing is a good thing. And I think SWX does a great job covering him too. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So it's just one of those things. If Okay, how can we make it better? How can we make it, you know, prioritize a little bit more? I mean, because you think about really big-time programs like, you know, like Texas or Nebraska. I mean, oh, yeah. They're spring games, and you're like, holy smack, like, how do they do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I can definitely all the advantageous on the, on the fan side. You know, but ultimately, ultimately, I'm going to die on this, die on this grave, man. It's, it's about those players. And I don't expect, you know, Bobby or any of those coaches to, you know, to, you know, kind of accommodate that side simply because, no, hey, no. at the end of the day, if we're accommodating the fans, we're not focused on football and we have a bad fall, you know, then you see all those, you know, all those negative comments online. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's the And that's of, not what I'm. That's not what I'm no, saying I hear at you. all. Because no, I, 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 I totally talking. understand that it's development for the players. Uh, because I want to see that. I, I that's why I, if I had the chance, I would go. Yeah. Because I want to see the development of the players, so I yeah. can cheer on those guys and 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 see how hard and see how how much they've gotten better. Because it, that's the coolest part. You like, and some of yeah. these guys that we're going to talk about, like they've come out of nowhere and they they're they're good, mm -hmm. and and it's exciting to see because we're like, okay, who's going to be the you know that next Grizz that we're going to be talking about mm -hmm. and. And, and so that's why people go to show up is to see no. the new talent. So yeah. definitely. No, I hear the frustration. I can see it from the fan side too, but obviously I'm biased because, you know, I, I was a player too. So I see both sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. At the end of the day, man, at the end of the day, there, there's a reason why people are so passionate about the sport and oh, especially yeah. here in the state, man. And so yeah. just being able to be a part of that and be able to see that on the fan side, it's super, super cool. And I definitely hear you guys too. You know, like yep. I, I understand where you're coming from, so because I'm I probably feel the same way, you know. Yep. I just I, I just was part of the program. So it's 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 a little bit tougher for me to, you know, align in that in that when I know it's like, oh, I would love that to be the case, but it's just it's just maybe not maybe it's maybe it isn't just what it is, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, hundred percent like maybe get a little bit more creative with the marketing to maybe just kind of be able to you know, market to a bigger audience, maybe get a little bit more yeah. support, maybe a little more people excited about the season. Like you said, yeah. I've had those conversations too that people would have loved to go see, just they didn't have that time. Yeah. 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 I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, and hey, before we get into the spring game, you know, one thing that I think we should talk about is just recruiting. So, um, because we talked about transfers and we talked about the first group 
Um, one thing that kind of like was glaring to me, and I think we talked about it in the first one, was offensive line, like recruiting. You know, of the nine, and I tried to count them, and hopefully I didn't get this wrong, but um, I counted nine that we targeted mm-hmm. um, offensive linemen, and we had one commit. Uh, Ethan Barney committed. Um, we had one from the transfer portal, which is null and void because he, he's no longer with the program mm. um, because he, I, I think he medically retired, I believe mm-hmm. um, that that's, and that's just hearsay because I don't, I haven't heard anything. That's just the thing going around. I heard it on, I think Colter Nuana said it too, but um, that's just the thing going around. But one thing is, is if we want to beat the best North Dakota state, right? They, 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 they are the juggernaut right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they win because their offensive line and defensive line crush people, mm-hmm. right? So what do they do? Well, they target, they have the Midwest and they target guys that Big Ten and Mac schools are going after. And they put them in the spotlight, man. They they do like videos and they do like little short clips of, of these offensive linemen where we do the same thing. Not, I don't think to that same scale, but we don't really do a whole lot for our offensive linemen. Is it a recruiting problem? Is it a, you know, we're just trying to develop our players, which, I, which we've heard too, is we've got a lot of young guys that we're trying to develop. And yeah. when Bobby first got here, he said, you know, we've got a lot of young offensive linemen and in two years, they're going to be good. And um, hopefully that, that comes into fruition this year, because uh, if not, it could be, catastrophic but mm-hmm. why aren't we getting the offensive linemen is it is it recruiting is it coaching a coaching issue and i i think it's a little of both my my thing is as i think we're we're losing out on some guys that we could probably get we lost i think two or three guys to the cats and i think it might be a coaching issue I, I I don't know. Uh, we've had a couple offensive linemen leave this past year as well. And that's not to say that it was a couple of them. I haven't even heard why they left. They just left. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what are your thoughts, dude? What, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, uh, that's kind of a really tough question. You know, when you really yeah. kind of look at it is at the, I mean, cause you're really kind of trying to figure out the philosophy of what the recruiting for, you know, the program is, yeah. you know, where, where, where are we trying to lie? You know, I know, yeah. I know there's, there's, there's certain, you know, quotas that we are supposed to be hitting, you know, as far as, Hey, we're only allowed, allowed to offer X amount of people at this position. You know, as far as where we're sitting and as far as scholarship wise, who knows where we're sitting, you know? Yeah. And then you start having those conversations of, okay, well, if we can't offer you a full ride scholarship and you, that player thinks he deserves a full ride scholarship, but we can give you a walk on opportunity. You know, like I, I've said this publicly before I, I committed to Montana off a whim off my coach stopped me in my tracks on the field. He said, if you never taken advice from me, take it right now. Commit mm-hmm. to Montana. I said, well, Coach, I don't even know where Montana is on the map. And he was mm-hmm. just like, he was like, I, I don't care. Listen to me and trust me on this one thing. And so off of his judgment, I committed. And obviously, it was the best thing that I've ever done for you know, for, for myself, you know? Yeah. So because of that, it, it, I mean, where, where does that really lie? You know, it, is it, it, is it, is it, Hey, we just have to be kind of be fair to other positions, you know, because we've been really, really strong in certain positions when we oh, think yeah. about the offensive line. I'd like to say that we had a pretty strong offensive line these past couple of years, you know, mm-hmm. but it's a lot harder in with offensive line. I think it's the one true position that can be 100% taught. 
you know, with a receiver, you can be fast and, you know, those are going to play those, those are athletic abilities that are automatically going to play into your development as a, you know, wide receiver, linebacker, same exact thing, you know, every other position, you have to have some type of real, you know, distinguishable athletic ability as opposed to offensive lineman. You know, I could take my brother who is, you know, 140 pounds soaking wet and train him to be an offensive line and maybe a damn good offensive line. So mm-hmm. maybe there's a little bit of that hope too, that, hey, with the guys that we do have, we're really hopeful that we're going to mm-hmm. do a good enough job in being able to develop them to be that player. But recruitment side, man, I think that's a, that's a shot in the dark for me. You know, that yeah. philosophy is, is, is different than what I would probably recruit. I just I just don't know enough of that specific recruiting philosophy to be able to speak on, hey, why is this position seem like it's going to be the troubling one when it's uh, arguably, you know, the most important, you know, kind of position group on oh, the yeah. field, you know? Well, and if you look at it like what you just said, Angel, is is developing, right? Yeah. Well, it, it just seems like the last couple of years we've done a whole lot more getting guys that we've had to develop uh-huh. than – than getting guys that were ready or we could, you know, add a couple pounds to. Yeah. So, so is that, Hey, we missed on our guys. We, we need to go get somebody that we can develop or is it, Hey, we really look at somebody like this guy's going to be great. We just have yeah. to develop them. But when you take that, that, that route and you say, Hey, we've got to take a couple years and develop this guy that hurts down the line too. Yeah. That forces your program to, to get somebody from the transfer portal that, that somebody has got to step up. And so when you don't do that, that, that hurts you badly and it hurts you for not just that year, but down the road, I would mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Well, we're kind of also in a weird place with this transport, with this transfer portal thing. You know, yeah. I think in the, in the eyes of the coaches, I mean, just thinking about if I was in that position, obviously I, I don't know how to be a coach. I can't speak to it, you know, <laughs> but I can definitely see myself being like, okay, do I want to recruit somebody fresh out of high school? That has you know just a couple of years of at the high school level with a you know new coach that just teaching offensive linemen for you know past couple of years, or do I want to take someone that's already been part of the program that's been kind of you know veteraned up a little bit and be able to transfer him over to our program and really kind of plug in him right away, you know? Mm-hmm. So those are two extremely different philosophies in it, and like you said, there there are gaps when you get a player from high school where it's like, hey, we want to develop, 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 develop. But there's going to be yeah. gaps where he still might not be ready, as opposed yeah. to just pulling from the transfer porter. They're they're ready right then and there, simply because they, they know what it is to be an offensive lineman. They've had an idea at a different program that you know could be a bigger program, could be a smaller program, but they have that experience. You know, yeah. So that's where yeah. it's kind of like the coaching philosophy, the recruitment philosophy is so so different, and it's situational. Yeah. You know, and it could simply be, hey, you know what, this year. We put out the fillers. We thought nine was going to be enough. We thought we'd be able to pull out two or three that we think were absolute studs, but we just mm-hmm. didn't get them simply because you have other schools, you know, reaching out to them and attacking them. And there's other outside factors too. You know, like yep. I said, where is Montana? How far is it? How far away is it from my family? Yeah. You know, those are the type of external factors that they need to take care of. And I do think it should be a point of emphasis when it comes to the program, you know, so I don't think it's a necessary lack of, it could just very well be, Hey man, maybe just our shots didn't pull through. And uh, you know, it's like your real estate, like you, you do real estate, you know, you yeah. come in with a buyer that says, Hey, you know what? I have an eight ten credit score. I could put down, you know, 30%, you know, we're going to, this is perfect for us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a perfect opportunity. And then last minute, you know, they get cold feet on that because of one reason or another, because they found a property down the road that's 
five grand cheaper, but the quality is not, you know, it's one of those things. It's situational. And I think this, this year, when it comes to it, I still think we have plenty of time, but there's, there is a little bit of that time constraint and a little bit of that pressure in order to be able to like, you know, get a couple of players. Cause I do think we have some talented players at the offensive line position. Oh yeah. I do think it is, it is an area where we we lost a lot of really good players too. I have a question and then a comment too. So comment first, I I totally believe that we've got some good guys and I've, and I've, seen some film on some guys that from their high school level that they're 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 good they're yeah. good um so it is it we have a lot of great guys in that room and we just they just haven't had the experience or, or how long does it take for a offensive lineman to be ready so you said there is enough time what does uh, that I wouldn't mean? know about enough time i wouldn't know yeah. I, I may i may have misspoke or maybe i was just blabbing on but when it comes down to it, you don't know. You you okay. really don't know. You know. Okay. I've I've walked in with some guys, and I was like, dude, you are going to be a stud. You know, mm-hmm. you are playing your role as is a scout team player. But come next year, you are you're gonna you know take it, and you're gonna run with this position. And mm-hmm. I've been wrong. You know yeah. that that following year comes by, and they struggle for one reason or another. You know, yeah. and it may just even be as simple as, hey, I have all that ability in the world to be able to do it. It's just I'm having trouble understanding the playbook for one reason or another, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's where really kind of that downfall of recruiting from high school to, you know, the collegiate level is you just don't know, you know, yeah. as opposed to like, for example, when I w- when I was hurt, you know, they brought in guys to replace me. There was no secret about it. I knew they did. They brought Cordell mm-hmm. and they brought Moses to take over that left guard position. And I said, hell no. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it was one of those things. It was just like, just because they knew potentially that those guys could plug and play right then and there, you yeah. know? Yeah. Which was a beautiful thing because they ended up having really, really good careers, you know, yep. careers to be proud of. You know, Moses is still chasing that opportunity at the next level, which is super cool to see, you know, mm-hmm. an opportunity that I just didn't have in my books because of one reason or another. And so yep. because of that, it's like, ah, there's two different, like, again, Two different losses to it, but it, it is tough, man. It is tough, yeah. and it it, it is going to be, you know, the question of of this upcoming season. But yep. you know, oh, yeah. you know, the funny part is, is that every one in two years, it's always a question. Yeah, you know, for for it's I, for, it's either offensive line or quarterback, and yeah, this it, year it'll probably be both. <laughs> yeah, it, it, okay, where are they going to land? Can they handle the pressure? You know, yeah. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, man, I think. When it when you look at the grand scheme of what that offensive line is, I think we have some really solid players that are really going to elevate their game to the elevate next them, level. Yeah. To the next level, you know. So because of that, I think their leadership is all going to coincide with each other. I think it's going to go hand in hand, and I think a lot of those guys are going to have the reality check of, "Hey, this is serious now." Now I'm, yeah. I'm I'm you know I'm protecting you know QB back there. You know if if I miss my block on the blind side and he gets you know hit from behind. Who knows what could happen? Knock on wood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go into like offensive. Since we're kind of like talking about offensive yeah. line, you know, we're kind of young, kind of inexperienced. Um, some of those guys are, are I'm not going to say lacking size, but of the past, you know, 300 pounds, right? Big, We've got, big normal size, big. I, that's yeah. what I kind of see. I see a couple big guys that are really, okay, you're where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And, and then a there's a couple other guys, guys that you're like, okay, you're a little bit undersized weight wise, yep. which yep. is a huge, huge emphasis on just being able to get it. And that's just personal player development. They know that expectation. That person is yep. always there. You know, you yeah. talk to any of those guys that are on that position. The first thing they say is, man, I can't keep up with the food. 
you know, it's too much. It's a lot of food. I'm constantly having to eat and I'm, I'm eating to the point of disgust. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, Ooh, wow. yeah. I, I mean, good. And then you'll be like, good luck at your game next week. And you just leave. You know what I mean? <laughs> so those guys are like, I know there's that pressure there from, from coach, coach Germer, you know, coach Rosie. I mean, that pressure is there and they know it too. Yeah. And I think really it's a little bit of a challenge for those young guys to be like, can you do it? Are you going to step up to the plate? You know, because right now it's like, yeah, I mean, we threw out nine, 10, you know, potential offers and one came back, you know, and then yeah. even that one men medically retired. Like, what are we going to do? We need some yeah. guys to step it up or we need to make to make some major moves in the transfer portal. Yeah, because like Dylan McGinnis, I, he's the one that, that uh, medically, I think, retired. Bo Kinney uh, was the uh, a freshman. Uh, Noah Ambuel uh, and then Skylar Martin. He had more time, but he graduated. So he left. And then Trevor Wellnell um, left the program as well. So, you know, on the the flip side, I think we have two of the best offensive linemen in the big sky with A.J. Forbes and Hunter McGinnis. Hell yeah. Those guys. I think those guys in the inside, I don't think there's any anyone better in the conference. Um, yeah. It's just having the depth. We don't have the depth that we know of. It's hit and miss. We yep. can say all we want, but we don't honestly know because we haven't seen any of these guys play. And so it's kind of hit and miss that way. Um, but that was one of the things that probably everybody's going to say from the 100%. spring game. That's the, spring the first game. topic of conversation. But you know what? I mean, yep. excuse the language, but we fucking love that stuff. We yeah. love it, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's exactly what something we want. To talk about. I, think, I mean, I talked to those guys and, you know, just the commitment that they have for themselves. I mean, this I mean, this is their life. You know, yeah. th this is their identity. This is who they are, you know, and I think it's a cool. And like you said, I think there's there's that big staple in the middle. And I think yep. because of that, those other guys are going to be like, OK, there's an expectation if we're on this starting five. Like it's not playing around where I'm most yeah. concerned is is not necessarily the play, but the size, you know, when it comes down to it. You yeah. know, when it comes down to some of those younger guys, they're sitting 270, 280. You know, well, yeah, some, some of those guys were 240, 250, too. Yeah, I mean, even small. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's going to be the biggest thing. I was like, yeah, they can get out the players. You know, they're fast enough. They're quick enough, athletic enough, mobile enough, you know, whatever it may be. You know, but when yeah. you're dealing with the, you know, 275 monster on that on that edge, you know, <laughs> yeah. transfer from, you know, some southern score from, you know, somebody out west, you know, that's a drop down from a big time program. Then yeah. what are you going to do at 240? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Or 250 or even like i said even 270 270 small yep. you know and so that's really we're not so not necessarily concerned of okay what is what is that transfer portal i guess that's my big emphasis but it's just yep. simply that size what are we going to do about those guys on the outside with that size ultimately it's a simple answer eat more you eat know more. <laughs> you, you yep. got to do what you got to do you know <laughs> exactly. i'm going to be and he was just like dude I, I don't have enough money to be able to eat this much food. And then we got like the, you know, the food zoo. And he was just like, never mind. I have too much food that I don't even <laughs> want to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just one of those things. And I think, I think Coach Houck did an awesome job with being able to provide that for the student athletes. Because we don't always have like just swipes at, you know, at the food zoo. And he was like, yeah. no, 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 no. You guys need to be in there at least, 
you know, at least three times a day. And we're going to monitor that for you guys to make sure that you guys are always there, you know, which I think yeah. is super brilliant. Yeah. yeah, that is. You know, one of the things that I thought is they need to get two to three, three guys from the transfer portal. I think so, too. On the offensive line, just because and, and it's not that, that we don't have a, and, and, and hear me out, everybody. We It's not that we don't have the guys that are talented enough, we don't have the depth. If one guy goes down, because last year you saw it, AJ Forbes got hurt. Moses got hurt a couple times. Dylan got hurt a couple times. Um, you lo- lose one, and and we're we're hurting. Um, and By the so way, shout out to Dylan, man. Exactly, man. Undrafted free agent invitation to the Bucks, baby. Yeah, that's my guy, bro. I love. He'll that. be he'll be guarding Tom Brady's back, Jesus man. Jesus Christ, right? Maybe you can teach Tom a thing or two. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Hey, we need dude. to get him back there in quarterback again, dude. Right? Maybe give him, like I said, give him some tips, dude. Exactly. No, I think that that's that's I think um I mean just on a little tangent about him, man. Just being able to read the story, and I think a lot of people know about it at this point, but yeah. it truly is incredible to be able to you know see something like that be able to come to fruition. I mean, third string, fourth string quarterback, you know? Yeah. Yep. At a very at a small school, you know, with really yeah. no opportunity there, making that kind of leap of faith, man, and just really sticking with it really sticking exactly. with it i mean the power of belief is a crazy thing man and there was never a time where i spoke to him where he was just like i can't do this it was just yeah. like okay let's do it all right let's well, go the, buy, the buy-in you would have to have to say hey i'm quarterback yeah i'll go play offensive line like yeah. the buy-in you would have to have in yourself and also just the coaching staff that you know they're they've got you a little bit you know that the, mm-hmm. they're you know coach house got you um i think is huge yeah is 100 man yeah, so I'm, I'm super proud of the guy. I'm sorry to go off on a tangent, but, I mean, yeah, nothing but love for him, man. And I hope he goes on it, gets veteraned out, man, makes a whole lot of money and has a fantastic life because he 100% has committed himself to this game. And you know what? I, ultimately, I mean, that's a that's a question that I think all of us can ask ourselves. Like, are you truly committed to, to, to what you're doing in life? Whether it be your job, whether it be working out, whether it be – you know, your financial problems, emotional problems, spiritual, whatever it may be. Like, are you committed to it? You know, I think that's that's something that I've really challenged myself this past year. I said, I mean, you're Angel, you're really going to walk in the walk. But are you actually or talking the talk? But are you actually walking it? You know what I mean? And so I think I think he embodies that and he's completely, you know, not only walked, but ran with it. And so, I mean, deserving 100 no question about That's it awesome man yeah. yeah give him a well we we've got two guys here and i know grizz nation's cheering him on yeah. no matter yeah. what team he's playing for so yeah yeah well go back back to off his line what, what, what were we saying <laughs> you got um, more than what <laughs> i gotta go go back we don't have the depth in, if any injury happens you know that could be catastrophic for our line just because yeah. we just don't have the guys and so uh, you know it, it, it's one of those things that we know that we'll be hearing and I know that they'll probably the offensive line will get tired of hearing it, and hopefully that fuels them yep. to say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna put up and and make them shut up, so that we can stop hearing that." And by the end of the year, they're saying, "Dang, we were so wrong. Yep. We were like, well, these guys are legit." Yep. Um, and I hope that happens. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Like I said, I've been every year or something different. You know, yep. no matter how good we are, like as as a unit, I mean, it was always, "Hey, but I mean, we won the game." But I mean, we gave up a sack and a half, you know, should have been yeah. zero, you know, yeah. use those types of things, man. So there's always something to be chasing, which is a beautiful part about this game. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's really time to nut up when it comes to that unit, simply because yeah. that expectation is there. Yeah. I mean, coming from quarterfinals again to quarterfinals, you know, successful year to even more successful year. I mean, 
where's that trajectory go? I mean, do you yeah. want to be the anomaly or do you really want to push you to the next level? And it's a challenge to them. That's just, that's plain yeah. and simple. That's what it is. Well, and ultimately not to throw anybody under the bus, but quarterback and, and offensive line are, are where, where this yeah. team could take off a every other place. I think we have guys um, and let's kind of just go down there. What we saw, dude, the defense looked pretty good. Looked pretty, pretty yeah, awesome. I mean, they started off two turnovers. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, defense looked really solid, you yeah. know? And there's there's a, obviously a huge benefit to having a defense that's so strong, especially yeah. coming off such a strong defensive year, you know? Yeah. And that's really going to be just to push the offense, yep. you know, because it's extremely competitive. I mean, we get into locker room, we're all buddy-buddy. When it comes to the field time, though, it's absolute war, you know? When you go in the locker room, and like last year, not to throw anybody under the bus, our, our defense carried us. And in and, and, and some of the games, our defense carried us. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, you know, not to say that we don't have talented guys because we do. It just didn't work out that way for our offense. But did it? do you think it, there's ever a, a time in the locker room where the offense or the defense is like, guys, nut up and let's go. We, we can't no. do this ourselves. Like, like, come on, we're, we're, we're dying here. Because that's yeah. what happened you know last what? year yeah. is our defense got so tired. They were out there for so long that they just worn, wore down. Yeah. And you could see some of the holes in our defense were quick passes to the to the side or to the uh, or in the middle where our safeties were weren't able to get to the middle. And that was one of the weaknesses in our in our defense. But is that going to be more of the same this year where our defense is going to be out there for so long periods of time where it just kills them by the end of the year? Mm -hmm. So right now, I think a lot of, you know, just the conversation that I am having with people, it's one of two ways. It's either going to be yeah. really good the year or it's going to be really bad the year. You know, I feel like most people, I mean, nobody's coming to me and being like, I think we'll be a subpar team, you know? Really? Yeah. People are, I mean, huh. the conversations that I'm having, you know? Really? It, it, I feel like we're going to really struggle or huh. we're going to be extreme, really, really good. Really, really good. You know, really? as far as what really good entails, who knows? Everybody's really good is, you know, has a different definition, you know? Okay. But I can definitely kind of see that being a thing. And I really think what's a beautiful part about it and about these past couple of your teams is that accountability has been across the board. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I remember when we first started really kind of making those changes, the offense wasn't necessarily arguing, but we were challenging each other. You know, mm -hmm. we were going in, you know, at certain parts of the day, really, you know, kind of looking ourselves in the mirror and saying, what do what are you doing? What do we need to do? And, you know, I remember I got into an argument with, uh, I mean, one of my brothers, Eastside, Eastside, love that guy, you know, Eastside Longoria. I remember one time we were doing spring ball practice and, you know, I think I got on his ass for something, you know, and he challenged me back on it. He said, well, what are you doing? And I said, well, what do you want me to do? What do mm -hmm. I need to do? You know, mm -hmm. instead of trying to argue with him saying, hey, you know what, well, I'm doing X, Y, Z and I'm doing this and that. I said, OK, you want me to do better? Fine. What do I need to do? Mm -hmm. You know, and I mm -hmm. think that's such a powerful thing because I think that audit that attitude is really across the board. You know, oh yeah, I remember Sammy. I think I think that's one of the the, the best things that I'm remembering for. You know, him looking us in the face, saying, "What are we gonna? What do we need to do? We got to pick it up." I mean, mm -hmm. you see him on film too, always oh, tripping, yeah. saying, "Not enough." You know, we're up two touchdowns. Not enough. What's what? We need more. We got to keep yeah. that same energy. You know. And so I think because of that, it, I mean, not only is the defense going to look look us in the face and say, well, y'all got to pick it up, but I think we yeah. on the offensive side too got to look ourselves in the face, and I think they are going to look themselves in the face. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, 
our the whole game is based on criticism. You know, it's a game of inches. You know, not a game of feet, not a game of miles. You know, game of inches. Maybe even maybe even centimeters. You know. Yeah. And so because of that, it's like yeah, they're so nitpicky about those types of things that I don't see that being an issue. That there's not going to be enough of that. I think it's going to be more, more. You know, which okay. is the great part of being part of a good program because that expectation is there not only with the coaches, you know, but with the players, and that's how you know you got a good team when the players yeah. are coaching each other and saying, hey, we got to pick this shit up. Yeah. You know, excuse the language. Go into the different areas. Wide receiver, man. Just looking at that, man, we are, we are stacked at wide receiver. Uh, we've got some guys and we've got some more guys, uh, you know, Flowers and, you know, Mitch and mm-hmm. Alphonse and, and there's just, Simpson too. You know, he, I think he's Simpson. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. Who, who and, I guess, before you get into all the positions, brother. Yes. I yes. Throughout the whole, the, the whole team, who are your sleepers? Oh, it's really going to come out and be like, dude, maybe you got some chitter chatter, but I think this year is going to be a year where you just, um, offensively, or I'll, I'll do both. I'll do an offensive side and I'll, I'll do a defensive side. Okay. Offensively, I think it's going to be Daniel Britt. I always want to say, I always want to call him Daniel Craig. <laughs> For some reason, I'm like, dude, it's like James Bond. But no, yeah. Daniel Britt, I think uh, he's going to have a and, – and let me rephrase this. It doesn't mean that he's going to be the starter. I just think he's going to be the most improved, and he's going to he's gonna make himself well-known and, mm-hmm. and, and get himself out there. Um, defensively, I've got a couple guys, so it's hard to just pick a couple or pick one. Um, I would think it's going to be right on that defensive line. Uh, Deary Todd, uh, Jacob McGorn. Um, and then one that just super impressed me was Kale Edwards um, at the spring game. But I, I, I think they're going to be – and Braxton Hill. I think he's going to make a, 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 a splash too. So mm-hmm. it's hard to just pick one. <laughs> but those are my guys that I think I, I'm looking towards. What about you? Mm-hmm. I think Fonts on the offensive side for yeah. sure. You know, I think we've already seen, you know, glimpses of, of really brilliance from that position, but I yep. think he just has a natural knack for it, man. And I think this is going to be the year where, you know, again, as far as where he's at, where he's at in the starting rotation, you don't really know, you know, no. we, we don't, we're not able to predict the future, but I do think that this is going to be the year where not only people are kind of like, okay, who's this guy? But I yeah. think this is a year where he comes into his own and really starts kind of pulling away with it and realizing, okay, I can do something good with this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think on the defensive side, I've said this before, man, I think Jacob's one of the most, I mean, one of, probably one of the better off defensive linemen that I've played against. For whatever yeah. reason, I don't know if it was just me, but I couldn't get a grasp on the kid, you know, yeah. when I played he's him in scout team. big and fast, dude. He's big, he's fast, oh. and for whatever reason, for me particularly, I mean, he could tie my hands like it was nobody's business. And then yeah. tap the battle, lose my hands, my body goes with it, and I'm, I'm out the game, and I'm leaning, and I'm just trying to catch up when it comes to that kid, you know? Yeah. And he was doing that to me at that at when I was obviously a senior. And so because of that, I still think, I mean, I think he had a pretty decent introduction this past year. Oh, know, yeah. Kind of getting to his own. But I'm really hoping that this next year he just takes yeah. it and runs with it, dude. You know, yeah. again, I think you mentioned some really good players, too. I think Brexton Hill. You know, I think he's yeah. played his role for a long, long time now. And yeah. I think he's going to step into that role where, you know, they're going to rely on him a lot more. And I think he's going to yeah. step into it and really kind of take it. The dude's a beast. The dude's built like a tank. The whole yes. back, of course, built like tanks. And there's Oh, no, players. dude. Yeah. Then you could go down that linebacker core and just be like, who who's gonna who is it gonna be? Who's it gonna be the middle linebacker? You got Braxton Hill, Levi Janet Carroll, Ma- Michael Matthews, Tyler Flink, 
Like you go down that line and you're just they're like, all good too. They're all good. <laughs> all good, dude. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, how do you just pick one? Like, holy yeah. cow. Yeah. So, but yeah, and then and, and, and then to your point, uh, with Aaron Fonts, dude, like, yeah, I, I I totally get that. But man, you've got flower, you've got Kellen yeah, White, yeah, yeah. you've got That's not to Simpson. Say that I don't believe in those guys. No, my but it's like for the year. How, how do you how does he get one. time, man? Like yeah. how, like that's just that's just craziness yeah. the guys that we have i hope no, flowers we... with his senior year just they they utilize him to the best possibility because man that guy is a human highlight reel yeah so i think he's gonna get a lot more highlight reels too this upcoming year too specifically yeah. at that at that receiver position obviously we already yeah. know he's a great returner you know there's yeah. no question about that i'm kind of interested to see because it is a senior year i wonder yeah. if they're going to kind of reel back from using them at that position simply because like i think i remember with jerry lumagy i think towards the end of his career yeah. you know they utilized him but they also kind of rotated a little bit and introduced some some of those kind of Other younger guys. guys and those fresher guys in certain situations yeah. so i'm kind of curious to see like how much they use him with that you know what well, i mean and i think i think he's one away one touchdown away from breaking the return isn't he like i thought i think I heard so that. or yeah. one one or two like i think it was close like that but yeah he, he's um, super I mean, he is just a freak of an athlete, too, you know? Yeah. Like I said, I like, well, so going all the way back to the recruiting philosophy, they must be doing something right. Well, yeah. Well, if you look at these guys that they're, and that's what it bothers me because you look at the skilled, right? The skilled, and we're kind of going back to the offensive line thing, but wide receiver, dude, they're, they're, they're getting, they're getting guys running back. They're getting guys, right? linebacker they're getting guys safeties they're getting guys because in their in cornerbacks they're 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 developing guys and they've gotten guys through the transfer portal but qb they they and, and i'm not saying dalton sneed wasn't great he was and I'm, I'm not saying cam humphreys wasn't a good quarterback because he was but when have we and and this is and and i think it's been a while when have we developed a quarterback that has been a starter for more than a couple of years where he's grown through the program and started. And it's been a while. It's been early 2000s, probably what, probably 2013, 2014 that I, I'm trying to think back of when we, we had a quarterback that we kind of developed. And that's kind of the one area that I'm thinking that that is lacking is just that, are we developing our guys? Are we developing some of the, those areas that we need developed like quarterback? Are we doing a good enough job there? Are we doing a good enough d job developing our offensive line? Are we doing a good enough job developing um, those guys? Because if you look at the tape, man, it doesn't seem like it because it, it, it hasn't shown up mm -hmm. to, to 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 the standard of what we want, right? So I think um, I think I mean I, I get where you're coming from too, but I do think you know when it comes to quarterback position, offense, the offense flank position, it's it's too unique of a position. I think mm -hmm. in order to really kind of be able to you know work, out. I think when it comes to receivers, you know if you're fast and you run a crisp route, you know they'll they'll be able to utilize you somehow, somehow. Yeah. You know with the offensive line. You know, a lot of those guys are big and some of them can be fast, but I've met more, plenty of a plethora of players that are way more athletic than me, that are stronger than me, that are faster than me, but they weren't as good of as, uh, as an offensive lineman as I was, you know, in certain, in certain areas, you know? Yeah. 
And that's not because it, 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 I was better in any type of way. I actually thought I was actually probably one of the, the less athletic ones, especially after the injury, you know? But then again, so I think because of that, I think it's really, and I, I guess I can't speak too much enough about the quarterback position because obviously I didn't play quarterback, but from mm -hmm. the offensive line, I think it's a lot of it's instinctual, you know? Yeah. You know, how can you read the playbook? Can you, uh, you know, operate in certain situations and people to adjust and pivot and, I think that's what that position is really about, you know. Obviously, once a receiver catches the ball, then it's free game, and they pivot and do whatever the hell they want, you know. Yeah. But they're stuck. They're they're set to a certain, you know, kind of guidelines, certain rules, and so are we too, in certain senses, you know. But I I think I think there's so much more of a pivot at those positions that it's harder to really find those tangible attributes that kind of transfer over to being you know, a good offensive lineman. So when it comes to development of it, I think it's just harder to, I'm going to be honest, I just think it's harder to develop those players, you yeah. know, and it's kind of like, it, it, it's, 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 I guess in the, in the quarterback position, I could definitely see how it's a little bit of, of, of a, I mean, it's a one man show, you know, yeah. it's not like you have five, five quarterbacks out there. You don't have, you know, four, four quarterbacks out there kind of similar to receivers, you know, yeah. you got one guy kind of running the show and then another yeah. guy kind of coming in temporarily. So, there's yeah. a lot more pressure, and then I'm sure there's a little bit of ego involved, too. It's, hey, I want to be that guy. And if I'm yeah. not good enough here, maybe I just go to another program, see if I can be good enough there, you know? Yeah. For a play styles, and so I think so because I think those the, those characteristics, it's so much harder to, to coach quarterbacks. It's so much harder, you know, to find a good offensive lineman simply because those tangible attributes as an athlete don't always carry over. So it's hard. It's hard, yeah. it's hard for me to even answer that without sitting here and being like, am I saying the right things? It, am I, you know, we know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, I totally, I totally, I totally get what you're saying. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. You, you look at, we kind of went on offensive line, but, and then back and forth, but cornerbacks, man, in some of these, these, these rotational areas, it, it's weird. And I don't, and, and I'll probably regret it, but it feels like we got stronger from last year, like, yeah. like cornerback. We've got Jaden Dawson, which he was Idaho state's best, cornerback um we've got uh justin ford from an all-american first season uh corbin walker who who was there uh, as well last year we've got um robert whitehead coming from juco we've got trevin gradney who played at in the james madison game and did everything on special teams for us and then we've got dylan simmons which i think he's going to be uh, a good one too if if you guys haven't seen him um from louisiana um, so all those guys, uh, I think, make that cornerback room really, really good. And I think there's a good mixture of upper and lower and kind yeah. of middle where they can kind of feed off each other and kind of develop, which so I'm kind of I, I'm excited about that group. No, yeah, no, like you said, I think just in the, the grand scheme of the defense, I think it's they're sitting at a good place, you know, a potential to have just as good as a year, maybe even a better year, you know, depending on how much they want it and how, how, you know, committed they kind of are. And that's the crazy part about it. I mean, you look at those guys and not across the board, do I have a place that I'm like, well, this guy could pick it up more, you know? Yeah. I mean, realistically, I mean, I guess the freshest kind of rotations are going to be probably at the defensive end position. You know, I think we're pretty, we're pretty, we're pretty grounded in the middle. We have two beefy SOBs right in the middle. They're going to be able to ground us pretty well. Linebacker yep. positions were stacked. Cornerbacks were stacked. Safeties mm -hmm. stacked. A lot of experience there too. And even yep. then, when I look at the defensive end position, I'm like, those are some studs. You know? Well, yeah, and that's what I'm thinking too. Defensive end, you, what you've got Garrett Houston, which 
coming from a North Nebraska Nebraska team. Uh, I mean, seriously. I yeah, Deary Todd coming from yeah. Michigan State had a first year, which he did really well. Uh, Jacob McGoran, and then his brother is also a defensive end too. Yeah, that is on the team. Um, and then uh, Kale Edwards. Um, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like that. I mean, I, I mean, if you look at the position, I mean, it's not a weak position at no. all. It's very no. far from that. And, I, and I'm just saying, it's just like, yeah, there's probably some guys that are still getting into the, like, you know, yeah. Nebraska transfer, you know, it's a new program. I mean, you're adjusting yeah. a little bit, you know, but yep. Kale's been there. Jacob's been there. His brother's been here. Diari Todd. I mean, he was a force, you know, too, you know, he had a couple yep. injuries that kind of, you know, maybe slowed him down a little bit, but if he has a healthy season, who knows what he can accomplish in the whole season. Exactly. And so I'm saying it's like, damn, I mean, which is why, again, I mean, Jacob's my sleeper defensive end, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. And so it's just like, damn, I mean, just in the grand scheme of things, that defense is looking really good. And, again, I'm going to reiterate that I think because they're so good, there's going to be a sort of expectation that they want the offense to operate it. And so it's mm -hmm. going to be, you know, they're going to challenge that offensive line front, you know, oh, yeah. real soon. And I think they've already seen kind of flashes of that. You yeah. know, they're going to challenge those quarterbacks. And I think the quarterbacks already felt that. <laughs> I mean, like I said, the two first drives of, of the spring, you know, kind of game, we're interceptions, yeah. yeah. You know, and so because of that, it's like okay, like we got to we got to figure some stuff out right here, you know. And that's well, and I think it's interesting because I think we both said Jacob McGorn as our defensive end kind of defensive player mm -hmm. of the year. What, and I and I I'm thinking of one where I and it's hard to say this group or this area on defense is lack. I'm not saying it's lacking, but it's an, a question mark for me. Um, not as much as other people, but or other other positions, but it just is one where I think we need some players to step up in. Uh, do you have any areas on the defense that you're thinking about or on the defense? Would, no, like yeah, like I said, I feel I feel confident. You know, like I said, uh, I think again, Todd. I think when you look at the grand scheme of his, you know, I guess year last year. I mean, it was really mm -hmm. just injury that kind of slowed down a little bit. It wasn't, you know, yeah. a lack of not being able to hang or not athletic enough or not strong or fast enough. You know, you think about what I keep forgetting. What's the Nebraska name transfer? Uh, Garrett Houston. Yeah, Garrett. Then, yeah, when you think of Garrett, Garrett like Houston. Yeah. If you look at him, the dude's built like a tank. You know. Yes. Yep. I mean, just off being able to physically see him, you're like, okay, that dude's a monster. And we think yeah. of Jacob, like I said, I struggle with him yeah. a lot, and so because of that, I I, I think this is going to be the year where he really kind of takes it to the next level you know and then you got his brother on their side i mean what other exactly. way does that help build confidence and want to you know really kind of take it to the next gear and having your little brother right across from you saying okay looking yeah. looking after you and being like okay what can we do together let's do it you know yeah. yeah i mean like i said there's no there's no real question on that defense for me if i'm being honest with you i think they're yeah. solid across the board I think where I really I guess it's just more of a hopeful thing. I just really want that defensive end of position to kind of shine. Yeah. The I and don't get me wrong, I don't have a question mark. I just have a group on the defense that because of what we lost, and that would be the safeties. Okay. Um Gavin Robertson, awesome. That guy did a lot of things for our team that I think went unnoticed. I think he so was too. a hard hitter. Um, and, and he was that backline defense where I think that he didn't get a lot of the credit. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, Robbie Houck got a lot of more of the credit than what he did. Um, and so who steps up? We have a lot of guys that have 
uh, experience with Nash Fouch, Garrett Graves, um, who steps up with that position, who, you know, because having like uh, backup minutes is, be- is, is, I would think is different than starting minutes. Would you agree with that? 100%, man. More, I think, uh, more pressure. Yeah, 100%. And I think what, what's a beautiful thing about being one of those upperclassmen, like, like obviously G Baby last year, you know, I think he took on that role because he wanted other players to really kind of get that shine, you yeah. know? And I think now this upcoming year, I mean, you think about the linebacker position, kind of backtracking a little bit, linebacker position, you know, mm-hmm. Dante Olsen, and who got that opportunity to really kind of shine? I mean, even before that, Josh Buss and then Dante yeah. shined. Dante yep. Olsen and then Jay shined. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. So because of that, I think it's I think it's going to be Robbie's year to really take it to the next level, to be like, okay, I'm going to take the grunt of it. I might not get recognized in the ways that I probably should, but who's going to step up right under me to be able to kind of like, okay, like I did, they, they did some things, you know? Yeah. Who's yeah. going to play that role? Who's going to play that first and second role? Simply because if that means that we win games, but I play that role where I, I do a lot of things that may go unnoticed, yeah. you know, I have no problem with doing that. And I think that's the beauty about becoming one of the older men. You're not in it for for that glory or that shine. You're in it simply because you want to win games and, you know, potentially have just an opportunity to go chase a championship. And yeah, so I think exactly. that's, Robbie, you're to really kind of take on that 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 senior leadership to be like, okay, I'll do all the I'll do all the work that goes unnoticed if I need to in order to get the win, and I think he's totally capable of doing. It. It's just really going out there and doing it. But obviously, you know, in the grand scheme of the physical, he's always been doubted simply because of his size. And he's always mm-hmm. proved wrong, and so again, I think this next year is going to be the same thing. He's going to be able to hang, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just, it'll be interesting to see who's who's the counterpart a lot on the other side. That yeah, um, that's the word I was looking for. The counterpart. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that, the, that's the only side of the defense that I think is, is not necessarily a question, but kind of the one that I'm kind of just looking at to see what develops. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, on the offensive side, with the offense, we've talked about the offensive line, but quarterback, you know, we bring in um, Lucas Johnson um, from mm-hmm. San Diego State. Uh, you know, he didn't play too much at Georgia Tech and then transferred to San Diego State and didn't play too much until last year where he – at the end of the year started a lot more games and had a, a, a phenomenal bowl game. Yeah. Um, so, you know, who, who, who gets that um, starting position? Is it going to be Lucas Johnson? Is it going to be Chris Brown that makes that, that leap where he shrugs off the, the bad kind of um, circumstances of last year, or is it going to be Daniel Britt who comes from, you know, uh, being uh Oh, what did they call him? Uh, Scout team player of the year. There you mm-hmm. go. Um, who is that guy going to be? Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's that's the three guys that I'm thinking. You have Caden Hewitt that's coming in as a freshman, but I wouldn't think that they would throw a freshman in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also just with our line being the way that it is, that we don't know what it's going to be like. You're going to want somebody mobile, right? Yeah. Um, and so – just off of that, you know, all three of those guys are are mobile. Some are more mobile than the others. Uh, Lucas probably has more of the experience, I would think. Um, mm-hmm. And Chris Brown um, would have more experience as well. Um, but man, it's going to be interesting to find out. I have no clue. I think that my my and this is just my. I, I think Lucas is probably going to start the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I just. I, I don't know who's going to start at the end of the year, but I think they're going to have Lucas as a starter 
Um, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. I think I think you brought about some really good points right there. I think when you look at that position specifically, I think we're going to need a player that's kind of able to kind of uh, adjust and fly, you know, yeah. and whether that be Chris or Lucas, because I think those are the top, you know, two front runners. Don't get me wrong. I think Daniel Britt's amazing, and I think he's going to have that opportunity. And he might be that player that you're talking about as far as being able to develop and when that time comes, Yeah, you know. But I yep. think them, uh, I think Lucas and Brown are going to be at the forefront of that realistically. And I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic because I think they're a little bit of a different type of quarterbacks, you know, when you really yep. kind of look at it. I think yep. because of that, I think the person who's going to be able to play is going to be the guy who's going to be able to innovate. You know, I, I just watched a video about Troy Palomalu, you know, and he was talking about how, yeah, when I was at this position, I, I, I try to innovate the game. You know, and that's why he eventually retired so because he was like, I was done innovating. You know, I, I didn't know how to anymore, which is why not because I couldn't play, it just I was done innovating. And so I hmm. think that's going to be the player that really kind of takes t- takes the bull by the horns this year. You know, yeah. and there's there's two different stories to it. You know, we have a guy in Lucas that's transferred from a couple different schools that has experience at a couple different programs. He's going to be able to shine at this program. Is he going to be able to adjust to it too? You know, is it the yeah. right fit for him? Because it's, you're one, you know, yep. and then you have Brown that, you know, you look back at his year, I'm sure, you know, it wasn't the year that he wanted and expected, you know? Yeah. And I'm well, just to come back, just to, and sorry to interrupt, but just to come back from that, man, like, like, like me, I, I put myself in that mentally, like he went through, through some stuff, man. Like, I, stuff. and it's not, it's not going to be like something like, Oh, he was fine. Like, he was pulled out of that JMU game. Mm-hmm. Like, so that that would be hard on the mental side as well, that I would think that you got pulled out of a, you know, quarterfinal mm-hmm. game. And so and that's where it's back from that. <laughs> yeah, and that's where it, it, it's tough because you think about the mental on, on top of that, you know? Yeah. What's going on in his mind? What's his attitude? Every time I talk to him, I mean, he's a standout guy. He truly, truly is. I'm a big Chris Bond fan. I've said it multiple yeah. times and I – you know, he has all you look at him, and you're like, dude, you're a quarterback for sure. You know, <laughs> yeah. but but I mean, again, it's it's where does that growth happen? Because he's been part of the program. He's a little bit more familiar with the program. You know, again, is it is it going to be the year where he's able to innovate the game a little bit? You know, kind of just on the fly, because you said, you know, at the very worst case scenario, the offensive line, you know, struggles, you know. Yeah, I was I was really fortunate that at that time when we had a terrible year. And I was a terrible player too. You know, we had Dalton see the back because he could move and get creative and innovate a little bit, you know, to get the job done. Yeah. Because you know, if it wasn't for that, it was, you know, probably lose every game. Who knows? You know? <laughs> and yeah. so it's like, okay, who's going to be the guy that kind of that fills in that, that, that mesh, that fills in those gaps that other maybe positions are, are kind of lacking, even with the young yeah. guys, you know, be able to guide them with the ball when it comes to the receiver position, you know? And ultimately, yeah. when you think, look, look at Chris. You know, he's never chasing that 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 absence of feeling bad. He's he's chasing that presence of feeling good. You know, mm-hmm. and I think it's a super cool thing, and it's an extremely challenging thing to do, especially with you know probably where people are talking about him and what, where they're feeling with him. You know, but what I think is going to be the the coolest part to see is I think the strong the the, the quarterback positions have always had, regardless of you one two three, you know, regard even if you were a hundredth. They've always had such a strong bond. And I think this is a year where we really kind of focus on uplifting and pouring into each other's cups, you know, yeah. and with that expectation of, of of pouring back into that, into your yeah. brother's cup too. You know, yep. that's the chapter I'm in. 
as a chapter I've been in for a while too. And I think I see that really strongly with those quarterbacks, you know, simply because you can't confuse movement with progress, you know, because you can run in place and accomplish nothing, you know, but oh, if yeah. you're pouring into each other's cups, I think that's where, I, I think that's where we're really going to have that progress to really establish a belief system, a confidence system, a support system, and really say, hey, whoever gets this, we got to run with it. And whatever exactly. you lack, I'll pick it up. And whatever yeah. I lack, and you'll pick it up. You know, because yeah. at the end of the day, we don't know. We don't yeah. know with, with these quarterbacks, and who knows? At the end of the day, I wish them both awesome, awesome, successful careers and a successful season. And that ends with, you know, a ring on your finger. It's not a bad way to end it all. You know what I mean? Exactly, dude. Exactly. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, one thing that um, – do you have anything else about kind of like the um, specific areas or specific uh, um, positions that you wanted to talk about? Uh, not necessarily, man. I think okay. um, Wallow and Gilly said the best, man. Nobody's too big for the check-in. It's just a form of correcting, you know? Yep. And I think uh, it, it's an accountability thing. And when it comes down to it, you know, we're just fans that are passionate about the team that really kind of want to see them thrive. And I think uh, I think fans across the board feel that way too, simply because we want the best of them. And with yeah. being the best comes a lot of pressure. And with a lot of pressure, I mean, that's how you create diamonds, which is why, you know, we're in this business. We're not in this win to, you know, to play a couple games or win it to, to we're in it to take it off. And I think yeah. with that accountability, I think we're going to be okay. And like I said, it's going to be an interesting year to be able to see, you know, again, my biggest challenge is going to be offensive line quarterback. What are they going to do with it? How are yeah. they going to come, you know? If you look at the offensive line in the quarterback position, right, like just you look at the schedule, you know, we have our first six games are games that we're going to probably be favored in, that that, that, that we're just going to be favored in. The mm. next couple five or six, you know, that's that's when the rubber meets the road, and that's when that's when our season – I think our season starts. I, I think we're going to start off six, six and zero, and then we're going to be hitting at Sac State, at Weber State, uh, we play at home versus Cal Poly in Eastern Washington and then go to Bozeman. And so, you know, stretch that, that's a, that's a, that's a tough, tough yeah. stretch. Um, Cal Poly usually gives us a game e- either way, um, away. I don't think they're going to really give us a game at home, but you know, that four game stretch, man, if you go one and three, two and two, you know, that, that's a, that's a hard stretch at Sac state at Weber state at mm-hmm. Montana state. Um, so and then in Eastern Washington, which I'm not sleeping on Eastern Washington to be um, <laughs> a, a, a die a die team either. So um, th- those are going to be the, the what makes our season. Um, mm-hmm. And so it'll be interesting to see. I, I think that that helps us too with those first six games that our offensive line and our quarterback position can kind yeah, of get a little up, groove. Yeah, I'm get in the groove, and and then yeah. we get into that thicker part of our conference. Mm-hmm. So, no, 100%. I agree with you, man. I think uh, I think that potential is there, you know, to have a really, really good year. You know, again, it's it's, yeah. it's really where this team wants to take it. It's where yeah. that offensive line, what type of accountability do you want? You know, same thing with yeah. the quarterback. How are you going to be able to innovate a little bit and get creative maybe in certain situations? You know, because at the end of the day, it's not the coaches that, I mean, we can call the, they can call the plays all they want, but. <laughs> They're not out there running running those things. They're not out there seeing what you see. You know, yep. they're extremely knowledgeable. Don't get me wrong. You know, but it's up to those guys to get it done on the field. And so, oh, that's the beauty of this game. That we're always chasing. You know, we're always chasing, chasing that championship. 
you know, that the Sac State game, you know, the Eastern game, the Cat game, it doesn't matter, man. Ultimately, it's, it's yeah. I think, and this is a challenge for not only just athletes, whether you're in high school, where you're in college, where you're, you're just, a, you, if you're just a person, you know, yeah. you got to be able to chase the day, you know, in order to set yeah. yourself and prepare yourself. Like you said, I mean, we've mentioned mul- multiple things as far as, hey, is the experience there? Are they big enough? You know, mm-hmm. are there certain players that are going to be able to handle that type of pressure? You know, those types of things, man, ultimately it starts with the day, you know? Yep. And Win I think that, and I think that's where I go back to what I said at the beginning. Hey, this is a year round thing. We live, breathe, and die this, you know? So as a yeah. fan, whatever happens, I'm still going to be a fan. You know? Oh, yeah. But yep. damn well, there'll be that expectation because there's that opportunity to be a really damn good football team. And I think, I think fans all across the board know it. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. That's all I really have to say on the matter, man. I think uh, I think spring ball, it, it was no reflection of, of, of what's going to come. I really think that that we'll be able to see that when, when that season comes. Exactly. I totally agree with you. Totally mm-hmm. agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, we are uh, – we'll, we'll be around, uh, Grizz Nation. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be, be around. We'll be around. We'll be, we'll be uh, doing some episodes and, and stuff yeah. like that. So – Make yeah, sure we'll record, you keep I guess, the dial yeah, on. Once in a while, we'll hop on. We'll talk a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. There we go. No. And, you know, we, we, we want you to get in contact with us. Um, if you don't agree with us, let us know. Um, so get a hold of us. or at Fight on Montana at Twitter and, and uh, Instagram. And then also just rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast yeah. let us wherever know what you, you think, listen. Man. Yeah, we, exactly. we actually, you know, we take into consideration you guys' is, you know, your thoughts, your comments, your questions. And so we appreciate the feedback. Um, and again, just like just like those players, we're looking to innovate. We're looking to kind of pivot and, you know, make those changes where we need to in order to make this, you know, a podcast that's that's worth listening to. That's really that's really the goal here, man. We, we want people to listen and we want people to chime in and be a part of this, too. You know, I mean, we have no problem yeah. bringing on absolute strangers if we need to, to, you know, to have a good conversation and, you know, maybe even challenge some, you know, ideas that we may have for each other you know i love adam to death but i mean obviously even today we were like okay well i can see but maybe not you know what i mean yeah and so i mean yeah. that's a beautiful part about it so look us up man have a conversation with us keep us top of mind you know and yeah we'll see you on the next one man go grizz baby